Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hadith number 83. And Anas radiallahu anhu narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, One who leaves his house and says, in the name of Allah, in the name of Allah, I trust in Allah. There is no power and might except in Allah. It is said to him, "You are guided, your needs are fulfilled, and you are protected." And Shaitan stays far from him. Abu Dawood adds, one shaitan says to the other, how can you overpower a person who has been guided, sufficed for, and protected? So this is also in the chapter on tawakkul, where our Prophet sallallahu is teaching us another blessed dua that every single one of us should learn and say every single time that we leave the home. Man qada ya'ni idha kharaja min is what we say when we leave the house. We begin by saying, Bismillah. Ay at-tahassun. Right? Um, seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seeking the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm going out in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Making sure that we're setting the frame for us to do everything that is that we do outside the house for the sake of Allah ta'ala. And then immediately after that, Tawakkaltu ala Allah. I place my trust in Allah. Assign my affair over to Him in relation to everything that I'm going to do outside of my home. And all of the different manifestations of tawakkul in relation to acquiring good and benefiting from that good, warding off harm or alleviating harm that has already afflicted us, and all of those different meanings. Tawakkaltu ala Allah. So, Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah. And then, وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ We recognize that there is no hawl nor quwwah. There is no power, there is no strength. إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ Except through Allah Taala. And we have in a narration that the foundational meaning for that is لَا حَوْلَ عَلَى الْمَعْصِيَةِ There is no strength that we have to avoid acts of disobedience. Except that if Allah ta'ala protects us from that. There's no ability that we have to worship Allah and to obey Him. 
except if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us tawfiq to do so. And it's there's a hadith that says, Thus I've been informed by Gabriel that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that is the meaning of la hawla wa la billah. So if you think about these blessed meanings, think about how reminding ourselves of them and the blessing of saying them will change what it is that we do when we exit our homes. Bismillah. And how long does it say take to say that? Three or four seconds. Bismillah. Three or four seconds. And look at the immense impact that it has. It will be said to him. And um, the scholars differ about who it will say. This to them, whether it be an angel or that, or whether it, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that says it, Hudita wa kufita wa You have been guided, Hudita, you've been guided, wa kufita, you have been sufficed, and you have been wukit, protected. So just by mentioning the name of Allah, placing your trust in Him, recognizing that La Hawla wa billah. That's the reward, subhanAllah. So imagine someone that goes out and they hudit. They've been guided. In other words, is that they will be assisted to stick to the sarat al-mustaqim, the straight path. And everything that is that they do, whether it be a worldly affair or whether it be an otherworldly affair, it will be a means for them to maintain the sarat al-mustaqim. And then they will be sufficed There'll be divine assistance in everything it is that they do, whether it be a worldly thing or whether it be that a thing of the hereafter, a religious thing. They will be sufficed. Allah Ta'ala will assist them. And wuqit, they'll be protected from all evil. And all of this comes from their sincerity and assigning their affairs over to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and realizing is that we do not have any quwwah, we do not have any power or strength. And only Allah Ta'ala can help us be in a state of obedience. Only Allah Ta'ala can help us avoid acts of disobedience and to do what is right in every single aspect of our life. And then the added benefit that وَتَنَحَّ anhu shaitan, shaitan will have no way to lead this person astray. And that he'll mm. that, uh, that coil away he will that stay far from this individual. And then we have this addition in the collection of Abu Dawood is that one shaitan says to another, right? What are we going to do with a man? What? That has been guided, has been sufficed, and has been protected. In other words, is that they despair from being able to lead him astray. And then in hadith number 84, this is the last hadith in the chapter, on tawakkul, yaqeen wa tawakkul. When Anas radiallahu anhu qala, kana akhawani ala ahdi nabiyyi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is also narrated by Anas. He said that there were two brothers during the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa kana ahaduhuma yati nabiyyi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhri ihtaraf. One of them would come spend time with the Prophet 
And the other, Yahtaraf, is that he was spending his time earning a living. So the one who was earning a living came and complained about his brother to the Messenger of Allah. And then the Prophet said to him, is that perhaps that you are receiving provision by means of him, through him. So, uh, in this hadith, there's two people. And one of the things that we learn here is when the companions didn't understand something or they were troubled by something, they went to the Prophet And the Prophet was available. He was there for them. He would listen to them. He would hear them out. And he would give them advice, And so, one of them used to come to the Prophet and he used to spend time in his gathering and he would benefit from the Messenger of Allah in order to learn religious advice and then to put it into practice. And the other one can yahtaraf and that a hirfa is uh, some type of means of livelihood that someone has. A sena, some type of craft. Something that someone does to earn a living. Ihtarafa is to essentially earn a living. So the one who was going out to earn a living and having to work came to the Prophet and complained about his brother. And other, in other words, like I'm working and he's freed up to be in your presence. And he was putting this into question. And then the Prophet said, in this particular scenario, and we have multiple narrations around this idea of what is better. Earning a living or freeing yourself up, like in this case, to learn from the Prophet What we learn from these multiple narrations is that there's different scenarios and it depends upon the different circumstances of the different people and so forth. And in this particular narration, this shows how our Prophet approved of what that other individual was doing, i.e. freeing himself up to learn from the Prophet And so he said to the one who was earning a living, i.e. is that the very fact that you are supporting your brother, you are working to support him, you are the means of freeing him up, to spend time in my presence, that this is a means for your sustenance to come to you easily. And because Allah Ta'ala is in the assistance of his servant, as long as his servant is in the assistance of his brother. And so this shows how there is a, another perspective that oftentimes we don't think about. We usually hear about the opposite. And somehow that that's unconditionally blameworthy. We have to put everything in its proper place. And perhaps this relates to this particular scenario with this particular individual and that his brother was benefiting and that he was someone that was, that was what was better for him was to have a livelihood. And so if that's the case, if that's the door that Allah opens for someone, everyone has their role. And if someone fulfills their role, maybe it's the very fact that they were supporting someone to free them up to spend time learning. And that person who was in the commentator said, we don't know who these two brothers were. Uh, there's not other reports that doesn't seem to tell us who they were. But 
perhaps that other individual was learning something that was then going out to benefit people. So there's a number of different things that could be possible here. But the point is the Prophet didn't say that was wrong what he was doing. And tell your brother to go and also work in this particular hadith. And when we balance this out with others, that we recognize that everything has its place. And ultimately, we need a society of worshipers. We need a society of students. We need a society of people that have a livelihood. And everyone has to fulfill their role in society. And whatever Allah door Allah opens up for one is that they should do out of their ubudiyah and their servitude to Allah wa ta'ala. And those that are freed up should spend their time well so that they can learn and then spread that beneficial knowledge that they have and to benefit society. And of course, there's many other meanings in these blessed words of our Prophet May Allah ta'ala give us understanding of this religion and to give us tawfiq to place our trust only in him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And may he realize in us the meanings of la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Place blessing for us in this month of Shabbat. Allah says to be able to reach Ramadan. Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full time, part time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.